The hits just keep coming to the Arizona State Sun Devils football program as more and more and more players continue to hit the transfer portal even after the deadline is finished. How are the Sun Devils possibly going to survive this? And then a little hotter and higher and happier note, what's Rashad White's fantasy football value look like as a rookie? This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils football. Thank you guys so much for making the Locked On Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms, which includes YouTube, if you would like to check us out on a visual platform. Wherever you get your podcasts, though, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share, rate, five-star, all that good stuff. Let us know that we're doing a great job. If you are on social media, particularly Twitter, go ahead and hit me with that follow at RichieBrads36. Follow the podcast while you're there as well, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Constantly talking Arizona State. Don't want to miss out baseball, basketball, and football content all right here all the time. Guys, it just feels like the Sun Devils can't get a break from the transfer portal. Two more guys hopped in over the weekend and did our best to ignore it as best as we could because the draft was on and we wanted to just have a good time with it, but really hard to do when it's two more big-name guys. Omar Norman Lott. One of the defensive linemen who we've been hyping up on this podcast for a little while now, unfortunately, has entered the transfer portal, and it appears that he is as good as gone. Meanwhile, the biggest blow, Jermaine Lole, has put his name out there. Now, his is a very weird situation because he said he's going to weigh his options and that he could possibly come back. Meanwhile, you have you have all these NIL opportunities. And he has confirmed this is the reason he's looking to leave, is he wants to see the NIL opportunities that are out there for him. And no one should be blaming him for that, unfortunately. But this is, this is going to be the problem that Arizona State is going to be finding themselves in, is how could they, how can they find a way to compete? with other schools that have better NIL opportunities. Now, you've lost a lot. You've lost Eric Gentry, most notably, your star sophomore linebacker who really looked like he could have been something absolutely remarkable for you. Not only did you lose him, but he did stay not just in the Pac-12, but in the Pac-12 South excuse me, by going to USC and spurning us. And I'd be willing to bet that there's going to be some very, very bad blood between the Sun Devils football team and Eric Gentry. The fans probably are also pretty PO'd as well. I know I'm not happy, but I'm always going to be pro player at the end of the day. So do what you got to do, I suppose. And then you have you have the situation with so many other guys like Ricky Pearsall, Chip Trainum, Jaden Daniels, just really important guys who are going to play massive roles for you in 2022 are gone now. 
you were setting yourself back very, very far. You're very far behind the eight ball. Lost your starting quarterback. Lost one of your starting offensive linemen. You've lost, or not offensive linemen, uh, running backs is what I meant to say. You lost three wide receivers, four wide receivers. You've lost four wide receivers. You lost more than a handful of offensive linemen. Defensive players scattered throughout and a starting kicker with Christian Zendejas also entering the transfer portal. Arizona State truly has their back up against the wall now. They they are just fighting for their lives, trying to do whatever they can to possibly keep this season afloat that honestly feels DOA, dead on arrival. Like, I it I just don't know how much longer I can continue to be an optimist about this season when you have had 17, that's one, seven, 17 players have entered the transfer portal for you. And again, it's not small, like small role guys. These are starting players that are gone. I don't know what you're supposed to do about that. And it, it just keeps coming and coming and coming. And every time, every time you think that it's that it's no more, it comes again. There, there's just there's no seemingly no escape. There's there's no there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And no matter what happens, you you have you have more and more hits that just come to you. It honestly feels like uh, John Coffey from Green Mile, where he just kind of looks and he's like, I'm tired, boss. I'm so tired, boss. That That is me right now. And I'm sure that's the Arizona State Sun Devils Athletic Department as well. I'm tired. I don't know how much longer I can continue this fight. It's it's frustrating. It's It's disheartening. Demoralizing crushing so many things that you can describe it as more than anything it's it's all these things i i just i truly am out of words to describe it because it feels like no matter what you do there's something waiting around the corner just to kick you right in the teeth again so i don't know I, I think, honestly, I'm, I'm going to need to regather my thoughts with everything. So let's go ahead, hop into a, a very quick first break. When we come back, we're going to go ahead and continue to hash out this conversation. This is the Locked on Sun Levels podcast. And thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sun Levels your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. Let's go ahead, hop back into a very frustrating conversation because it just, I'm not sure what else I can really say about it, but we'll go ahead, we'll, ta- we'll talk individually now. And looking at the two most recent players with Jermaine Lole and Omar Norman Lott, Lole was my number one player coming into this year. I had my top five players. Lole was number one ahead of Eric Gentry. He might be gone. If you lose Jermaine Lole, to me, I don't know how you can't say your season is over. Because at that point, you would have lost Lole, Pearsall, 
Gentry, all of whom were in my top five Arizona State Sun Devils heading into this year. And again, you've lost so many offensive weapons. You lost your starting quarterback of the last three years. Tons of defenders, especially in the secondary. There, there's just there's only so much that you can do when you're consistently getting absolutely drained of all of your talent. Just it, it, it feels like it's an everyday thing at this point. Like honestly, I feel like notifications need to be turned on for the NCAA transfer portal, which for me they are. But I feel like Ray Anderson and Michael Crow got to turn it on at this point because they're the ones who are having to deal with the actual ramifications of everything that's happening here. We're just fans. We're just upset that everything is going on. Ray Anderson is the one who's trying to save his career at Arizona State University right now because the athletic program is just going down the tubes. I mean, there really is only so much he could possibly try and get done right now. And it's even worse for Herm Edwards, who's coaching for his life. I mean, at least with Ray Anderson, he might have a little longer leash. This could very well be Herm's last year. In fact, I would anticipate it is Herm Edwards' last year in Arizona. It just, the promises were not met, right? So when Edwards had come to Arizona State, there was this conversation that, or, or narrative, I should say, that Herm would be able to sit down in a in a parent's living room with their with their son who's being recruited to the football team. And Herm would be able to tell him, look, I played in the pros and I coached in the pros. I know what it takes to get there. And you look at my staff. I've got Marvin Lewis. I've I had Antonio Pierce, guys who were in the NFL. Now Brian Billick is there. Like I have brought in everybody who knows how to get to that next level and we can prepare your kid your son to get to that next level which obviously is every college football player's dream is to get to the pros you would have thought that that was going to be some kind of turning point for the sun devils nobody was saying they were going to turn in the national contenders but we were expecting pac-12 contending seasons like last year was supposed to be our year the stars aligned, and the Sun Devils crapped the bed. Call a spade a spade. But now, not only have you not built up that program and built out that reputation, now you have shown that you are completely incapable of sustaining and building a program that has any kind of merit to it at this point. Arizona State feels like a like a doormat right now in more ways than one. Like it for the obvious reason that everyone's walking out, but right now looking at this team, there's a lot of young inexperienced guys. There's not a lot of proven talent, there's not a lot of high-end talent. I'm not doubting the guys on this team. I'm questioning how many more hits can you take? How many more losses can you sustain? and still not be completely demoralized because this is taking a toll on the team too. There's not a doubt in my mind that the players in the locker room aren't sitting there and starting to think like, damn, like what are we supposed to do? Like 
we just we just lost player A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. What are we supposed to do? These are leaders we're losing. Never mind the fact we just lost eight players to the NFL and some other players who just ran out of eligibility because they they played out their whole careers with Arizona State. Never mind those losses. You have 17 transfers. Do you realize how insane that is? That's a whole side of the football. And then pretty much another half. You pretty you you have all but lost your 22 starters on offense and defense when you lose 17 guys. And again, add in the eight that you lost to the pros and the, the handful of other guys who just ran out of eligibility. This is going to be a completely different Arizona State Sun Devils football team. The offensive line is going to be pretty new. Your wide receiving core is going to be pretty new. Your running back room is going to be very new. Your quarterback room is going to be unrecognizable. Your defensive line is getting retooled. Thank God you have Kyle Soley and Merlin Robertson coming back for your linebacking core because Lord knows that that would be nearly impossible to replace. Oh, yeah, and then your secondary is completely new too. But at least you got Eddie Zablicki back at Punter who's going to compete for a Ray Guy Award this year. I truly believe that, especially when he's punting 10 times a game. He's going to have the volume. And thankfully, he is, he is a good punter. So he'll be able to give the defense some, some good fields to work with. But unfortunately, neither here nor there. Right now, Arizona State is just getting absolutely pulverized by the transfer portal. There's seemingly nothing that they can do to slow down the bleeding. They're, they're just, every time they get up, they get punched and knocked right back down. And look. You can say you're Steve Rogers all you want and pop back up and say, I can do this all day. You're not doing this all day, Arizona State. I love you to pieces. I will defend this program until the day I die, until I am blue in the face. There's no defending what's going on right now. And I'm not pointing to blame anywhere. I'm not saying this is Herm's fault. I'm not saying this is the athletic department's fault. Not saying it's the player's fault. This is just a perfect storm that is going to set Arizona State very, very far back. They're way behind the eight ball at this point. And I just don't know how much more you can continue to endure before you just have to give up. I'm not giving up. But my, my expectations are going to be pretty low. I no longer feel confident about that that six and six record and being bowl eligible. I, I don't. And the worst part is you don't get the number one pick in college football. That's not how it works. You got to hope that you can bring somebody in to help turn your program around. And I'm not ready to have that conversation yet. But we should start a narrative. We should start a dialogue that Arizona State is in for a really, really rough year. Let's go ahead and hop into our final break. When we return, we're going to be a little more positive. We're going to talk Rashad White in the NFL. What's his fantasy football outlook look like? Because I know we're all fantasy nuts. We'll talk about that in just a second on the Locked on Sunnables podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news 
including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's run to the Roses at the Kentucky Derby. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and learn more about the trends now. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, guys, let's not waste any more time. Let's have a little bit of a happier conversation to end this episode. Fantasy football. Everyone loves fantasy football. Rashad White. Everybody loves Rashad White. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everybody loves the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fantasy options. Tom Brady, one of the five best quarterbacks last year. Mike Evans, one of the 15 best wide receivers last year, maybe top 10. Chris Godwin, prior to injury, was one of the 10 best. Rob Gronkowski, one of the 10 best tight ends. Leonard Fournette, prior to injury, was one of the 10 best running backs. This is a very fantasy-friendly offense. Bruce Arians is gone. Offensive mind and head coach. That does hurt. That is a sting. That is a punch to the gut. However, Byron Leftwich, our offensive coordinator, is still there. So the offense shouldn't be that different. Plus, you still have Brady. You still have Evans. You still have Godwin. Gronk's not there, but they did just draft a guy. And I don't remember his name because I don't follow the Bucs that closely. Fournette is still there. However, the rest of the running back room, very different. Four-year guy Ronald Jones, former USC Trojan, is no longer with the team. He's moved on to greener pastures with the Kansas City Chiefs. Keyshawn Vaughn is not good, fun fact, and does not have a roster spot locked up on that team by any means. Outside of that, there's not really any other noteworthy guys. Rashad White is coming into this situation. Now, Fournette's on a one-year deal. So there, there is this chance that Fournette is not back after next year. If that's the case, Dynasty fans should definitely be looking at Rashad White as a future option here. Now, I understand that Brady is probably on a year-to-year basis right now. You don't know if he's going to be gone after 2022 or if he's going to come back another year. And then he'll be gone after 2023. Right now, we're playing it year-to-year with Brady. And when Brady leaves, that Bucks offense is going to take a step back. That's just what happens when you lose a Hall of Fame quarterback. However, Brady's there right now, okay? And they still have Evans and Godwin for a while. Those two aren't going anywhere. That opens things up. And right now, you have a very pass-happy and oriented offense with Brady. Now, they do love to run the football. And Leonard Fournette is a good running back. He was on pace for a 1,000-yard season last year, but unfortunately missed the last like three-ish games, something like that, and fell short. Fournette is also a factor in the passing game. Having caught 50-some-odd balls last year, it might have even been north of 60. He, he caught a lot of footballs, and he is a good pass catcher. Rashad White is a great pass catcher. This is where he's going to have immediate value in PPR points per reception leagues. Rashad White could be a guy who could catch 40, maybe even 50 passes as a rookie 
and not even in a full-time role. For, for those big fantasy football nuts, back in New England, Tom Brady loved checking down to his running backs, particularly a guy named James White. Ironic their last name's White? I don't know. Maybe it's just me being a silly goose. But Brady loved throwing to Rashad White. And the offense ran very well when Rashad White was catching for the football and they had their other running backs to pound the ball. I think that Rashad White could find himself in a very similar role. Now, is he going to run for 1,000 yards? Not unless Fournette's gone. And even then, I don't I don't know if a 1,000-yard runner is, is plausible in this offense. Obviously, Fournette would have been close, but even still, I'm not sure if he was even on pace. He might have still been on pace to be just short of 1,000 yards. Neither here nor there. However, there is a lot of passing volume to be had. This is where White has immediate value. This is where White is a draftable guy. And especially depending on how many teams. Now, if you're doing your standard like 12-man league, then yeah, Rashad White is a slam dunk guy to get picked. Dynasty leagues, my opinion, now I'm not a dynasty expert. My opinion, he should be selected within the top two rounds. This obviously is, is not like, like a brand new dynasty league. This is, this is a dynasty league that's been happening for a while, like a rookie draft is what they call it. In a rookie draft, he should be a top two-round pick. He's got really, really solid upside, I think. And he has shown the ability to get into the end zone as a Sun Devil. That capability is there for him. So I do like the potential that he brings there as well. There's a lot to like in this situation for Rashad White. So as far as fantasy value goes, and I'm sure I'll talk about this again right before the start of the season and kind of emphasize where we should be valuing him in terms of his overall ADP and whatnot. But right now, I'm looking at Rashad White, and I like I like the upside he has. I really do think he could find that James White kind of role in a Brady-centered offense. But we'll see. And until then... That does wrap up this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms, which includes YouTube and a visual platform if you would like to check us out there. Wherever you get your podcast, though, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share, five-star rate, all that good stuff that comes with the territory. Do me a favor. Go ahead and make your second listen Locked on Pac-12. Get all your daily Pac-12 news in less than 30 minutes with Pac-12 expert, Spencer McLaughlin. Just like the Locked on Sun Devils, it's free and available on all platforms. And until tomorrow, when I see you guys next, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.